tuning in online, welcome to Little Sandy Baptist Church, Greenup, Kentucky. And this morning we're continuing our ongoing study through the Gospel of John, written by John the Apostle, one of five books written in the New Testament, written by John. And this one has so well, he was the disciple whom Jesus loved. We love his gospel. We, we are marveling at the revelation of Jesus Christ, written by John. And then First John, what a practical application, bring you up short uh, epistle, general epistle it is, and Second and Third John as well. This morning, John 14, starting at verse 4, 5, and 6 only, if you're following along, I encourage you to do so. And whether I go, ye know, and the way ye know, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. May the Lord raise blessing to the reading of his word. Let us pray. Lord, be with uh, those teaching downstairs. Watch over them. I pray that you be with the many who are ill and infirmed at home today. I pray that you just uh, strengthen them. Aiken as well, I think, is sick today. Be with him. Be with the Trail family as the mother and the daughters uh, come back home and are, uh, need your encouragement. Be with those who are ministering to them. Be with uh, those ill and infirmed again at home as you watch over them. Be with the message as it goes forth. Those listening, perhaps, via sermon audio. Those later uh, listening to a recording, whatever. Lord, I pray that your word will be had preeminent. May I, preeminence, may I say nothing amiss. May you go before all these things. Forgive me of sin. Empty me of self. Help me to, to be filled with your spirit this day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Last, two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, it was the rapture we pictured. Uh, the rapture as... I go to prepare a place for you. I'll come back and receive unto myself. A week ago, my father's house. There are many mansions. There are many places. And God's going to... The beautiful thing about that is we're going to be in God's house with him. That he would have a place for me is amazing. And this morning is the only way to God. I remember it was... Uh, I was driving a school bus in about 1987 or 1988. I was worked at a Christian school in Hackensack, New Jersey. And I had my CDL license, whatever, et cetera. Uh, I I don't know, I guess I had something that allowed me to drive the school bus. Anyway, I was over in New York City, and uh, Central Park West, I think it was, is six lanes, and I thought for some reason it was one way. So I was going on the far left lane going this direction, and they yelled back to me, Mr. Wright, this is a two-way street. And over I went back over into the right three lanes, so I wouldn't get run over there, but I... It was not one way. It was multiple ways. I was wishing it was one way. If you see a sign, you come on the street. Especially, I think I'm not trying to boo-hoo Ironton, but Ironton has a lot of one-way streets. and I've gone the wrong way on the one-way streets in Ironton a multiplicity of times, unbeknownst to me. Uh, Olive Hill has some one-way streets I have learned now. One way, we see one way. We, oh, I'm going to turn that way because I want to live. And we have no problem often obeying the the one-way sign. But when it comes to salvation, Jesus said he's the one way. And people balk at that. I don't want that, especially the way Jesus has, or the Bible outlines. Why is it so hard to accept that when we'll rapidly jump on the one-way street to save our lives, but far more importantly, our eternal souls there is but one way, and the first of all, we're jotting down notes back of the out of the bulletin there. If you have room, the way is determined, or the way determined whether I go, you know, and the way you know it must be a wonderful place. I imagine heaven as a joyous place. Thought about it this week uh, with Thanksgiving, and my both of our sets of parents are in heaven together. I imagining together, but we know they're there, experiencing the joy of the Lord. 
the Apostle Paul, the Apostle John, in the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ, tried to describe heaven and just ran out nearly of adjectives. And then he said, well, what's not going to be? There's death, sorrow, crying, pain, etc. And in the New Jerusalem, no more night because the Lamb is the light in the New Jerusalem. Now, we've often confused the New Jerusalem with heaven as a whole. The New Jerusalem, gates of, uh, gates of pearl, streets of gold, is, the new, is where Christ will reign from. That is not all of heaven. That's the New Jerusalem. It's going to come down from God out of heaven to the new earth. We understand that. But please don't limit heaven. By the way, heaven is where God is. So when people say, I'm going to go to heaven, often they don't even realize what they're saying. Heaven is God's house. That's his. Now, we know there's atmospheric heaven. There's this heaven where stars are. And then there's the heaven where God lives right now. Of course, God is everywhere. We understand that. He's over all things. Heaven's going to be great. There's, first of all, the going. Whether I go, you know, that word whither there. It's interesting, the same word that might help you to see what, how it's used is over here in Matthew 6.19. If you want to turn over there, Matthew 6.19. Whither, please, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. And we will see, I've got them. I might need them anyway. Those, those, those are toast. There's one in the front pocket there. Matthew 19, we see, that was a case of the broken glasses. Readers, three pair for $5, so not to worry. Uh, 6.19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, whither, or where, same word, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and whither, where, these break through or steal, same Greek word, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, whither, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where, whither, thieves do not break through or steal. For where, whither, your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So we go back here, same word, and where I go, whither I go, you know. That might help us to understand where I go, you know. Now, how would it be assuring to the apostles, the disciples, that we know where Christ is going because the troubled hearts, again, I used it last Sunday, but who can mind the journey when the road leads home? What a comforting to it is to the disciples that they're going to be with him. Jesus had the same mindset, if you please, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. So he was looking forward to going back to where he had come from. We are looking, going, looking forward to going back there for the very, up there for the very first time. If you're a Mormon, you believe that you existed in heaven somewhere with the Father, and then you were put into a body here on earth, and you're going to then, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No, God gave us life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He gave us life. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time, Paul wrote in Romans 8, 18, are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. There's the going. Are you assured this morning that you are on your way to heaven? If you were to pass from this life as it is now and you died, would you go to heaven this morning? Would you stand before God or, or go to heaven and, and, and see him face to face? The going, there's the knowing and the way you know. One man said the entire focus of heaven is being united with Jesus. Heaven is heaven, he says, not because of streets of gold or pearly gates or even the presence of angels. Heaven is heaven because Jesus is there. That's why we're looking forward to heaven. He came from glory and now he's on his way back. He's just on the cusp of crucifixion. This matter of fact, we've had the upper room. 
We're past the we're past the communion service now. We're toward the end of that. Now he's talking to them 14, 15, 16, 17. The crucifixion is coming up the next day. He's on his way to cross for us. By the way, it was his scars of Calvary that attest to the price that he has paid. He has blazed the trail for us to God. He is the way. And it's not just, and we often think of the way. There are a different way, different roads are called the way, etc. He is the way, if you would. He is the road. He is the way to God. It's not some mystical, I want to say yellow brick road. Yellow brick road. It's not that at all. Jesus is how you're going. He's the only way. They're going to understand that better later on. First of all, the, the way determined. Second, the way doubted. Verse 5. Thomas saith unto him. Now, Thomas is not a one to pretend he has faith when he did not have it. Matter of fact, in John 20, I won't believe to what? I see the prince, the scars. And then when he did, he said, oh, my Lord and my God. Thomas was believed to have died in 72 A.D., uh, at July the 3rd, at the spear of, uh, he was murdered in India at a town which is now called Chennai, or possibly shot by a, a peacock hunter who shot him with an arrow. But he, he gave his life for the ministry of, uh, of the gospel to foreign lands. As a matter of fact, I believe John the Apostle was the only one that was not martyred of the 12. He gives an opportunity, his question gives God a great opportunity. Why do I say God? Because Jesus is God. To confirm, to, to, rec- to say that he's God. I am one of the six, six of the seven I am statements in John. So the person asking is Thomas and the place. Verse 5, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. And if I could, t- I would take you back to Matthew 2 and 2, 2 and 2, 4. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? Same word. We don't know where you go, Lord. Where that? Where are you going to go, we, Lord? We know not where thou goest. His question. Now he desires to be with Jesus. In eleven sixteen of John, John eleven sixteen, Thomas says over here in eleven sixteen of John. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, we believe he was a twin, likely unto his fellow disciples. Let us also go, that we may do what? Die with him. Thomas wanted to be with Christ. So if he wants to be with Christ, he needs to know where Jesus is going. He wants to know where the Master is going to be. The Lord made it clear that he was going to the Father and that he was the only way to go to the Father. Heaven is a real place, a loving place, but it is exclusive. It's exclusive in this case, in this regard. You must know Christ. You must have your sins imputed to Christ and his righteousness imputed to you. He paid that price for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Clearly the benefactor is, is, is God. The beneficiary is me. He made him. He put my sins on and your sin on Calvary, Christ at Calvary. It's exclusive. I was, I was given the privilege. Uh, I was invited down to the Sandy Hook, Elliott County Senior Center for their Thanksgiving dinner this past Tuesday. It worked out great. I got to do my morning computer class in Greenup and hop, 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 skip, and a jump down to Sandy Hook. Got there just as they were serving the Thanksgiving dinner. And I got to sit at this table with a man named Junior who knows Mr. He used to work for Mr. Heineman, of all things, down in, worked down in McGolfin County and got to talk with him a half hour about the Lord. And I kept going back, you know, it's, it's, we, he kept 
asking questions, very, and I'm not sure exactly if you can completely understand everything, but I said, but you must receive Christ for yourself. It's, it's not, everybody's not guaranteed to go. There must be that personal relationship with God. And so that, it, it's exclusive in that regard. The person, the place is heaven. The path, verse 5, how can we know the way? How can we know it? That's the question of the ages. How does one get to God? You either trust what God has said in his word, or you build your own mindset, your own religion. I will tell you this, Satan has used Muhammad to build a religion of well over 1. I think 1.4 billion people in the world. It would be very successful. And they are earning their way. They are doing these things. By the way, they're much more committed to their religion than Christians often are to Christ, I'll have to say. Five times a day praying on their knees. We can take that from them, a commitment to what they believe. How can we know the way? Well, we're going to talk about that just a little bit more. And I, often my first point is by far the longest. I'm, I don't want to discourage you, but the last point is the longest this morning. The way declared. There is the way determined, the way doubted, the way declared. And here we hit possibly the three greatest questions of the human heart. We see the person, Jesus saith unto him, I am. Now that's just amazing. Jesus said, I am. That's the, that, the L, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D in Old Testament is the tetragrammaton, the Y-H-W-H, the Yahweh. Jews would not even say that word. It's the, it's the most, uh, we would call it the holiest name. It's who God is. He's the self-existing one. Jesus said, I am. It's the sixth of seven times. I am the light of the world. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the, I am the way. I am the door. He's, all, he's the true vine in 15, 1 and 2. He is the, He is God. He is. You must settle that if you've not settled it once and for all. If you plan on going to heaven, it's only by God dying for you. If you died, you could only die for your sin. You can't die for mine. I can't die for yours. You would have to have been sinless to die for one other person, we might think. Jesus died for the world. He was sinless, but it had to be God to do that for us. So that's the person, is Jesus. The path, three questions. The first question is this, is the way, how can I be saved? Jesus did not simply teach the way or point. Now, this is the road. If I were pointing you, how do you get back to 23? I'm going to go this way. Uh, I'm going to go that way. Uh, this is Now, this road, is it Little Sandy Road? What is this road? Little Sandy Road, thank you. 33 also, take over here, you're going to turn left, you're going to turn left, you're going to turn left, and you're 23. Over here, you're going to go over here, stay to the right, stay to the right, and you'll be at 23. That's how you do it, one way or the other. Jesus didn't say this, I am the way. Do you see that? It's not a brick and mortar street. He walked the Via Dolorosa, that road is given a name from Calvary, from Pilate's Hall to Calvary. He is the way. Matter of fact, in New Testament time, I read in Smith's Dictionary this week that the way received almost, is the almost technical term for the new religion which Paul first resisted and afterwards supported Acts 9-2, if any be found of this way. It was such a monumental thing that they started calling the way following Jesus. If you're, oh, you're part of the way. Now, there are churches called the way international, etc. But this case, the New Testament time, 
And do you remember that when Christians were first called that in Antioch, it wasn't the Christians who called themselves Christians? The world. Wow, you're so like Jesus. I think you're, we'll call you Christians. So if you were following Michael Jordan, and you could play like Michael Jordan, and you had to, you wore 20, is it 21 or 20, 23, 23 Bulls uniform, and you're playing basketball and all these things, I, I, I think you're a Jordanite. You so you play just no one plays like him, but you try to play like him. And all these things you, you're following him to the T. We have the worship of people today. They dress like some star or do all these different things, and all oh, this person so oh my goodness gracious, one being in all the world is worthy of your worship, and that is God, Him alone. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He wipes away the other proposed ways to heaven. And by the way, that's very popular today. Well, Mr. Wright, your religion's good for you, but mine's just as good for me and just as right for me, and you can do what you want to do, and I'll do what I want to do, but the thing is, we're not going the same place. There's but one way, but one way. By the way, if you are right and I am wrong, we'll both be in heaven together, but if the Bible's right and you're wrong, then you will not be in heaven with him. John Phillips, uh, author of a whole extended commentary, as a boy, he went to a place called Hampton Court in London, a famous palace that was confiscated by Henry VIII. On the grounds of this palace is a hedge maze, and the hedge is really tall, I can't see over it, and you can go in there, and you can walk around, but you're likely to get lost. Matter of fact, in the middle of the maze are some benches for those who get lost and cannot find their way out. I've been there, but that's mostly like a street. And so we were, was, I forget, I made a couple of wrong. We were going to see Kendra uh, to help her move a couple weekends ago. And I was in Statesville. And it said, I was on 26, if you, a 26 detour. So I said, I was on the right road. It said 26, and I was, I don't know what I was doing. It says 26, get off here. So I got over really quick and almost probably somebody, what's he crazy? And I went up the ramp. Oh, if there's traffic, you can take this way as a detour. I got off the right road to get off on, and I just, I, and I was, oh, I was, but thankfully there was an on-ramp right across, and so we got back on and went our way. I, I got lost for just a momentary thing there. But he says his aunt and uncle took him to this maze, back to our message, back to the maze, and he said we got lost, we're sitting on the, we're sitting there in the middle, and one of the helpers, or one of the, the park attendants says, are y'all lost? I'm sure he didn't say y'all, are you lost? Indeed, he says, well, follow me. And they got up and followed, and there's a right turn here, a left turn there, a right turn, and said, before we know it, we were on the outside. What made the difference, he asked, giving up your own efforts, admitting your loss, trusting and following the one who knows the way. Does that not come right home to us? Giving up your own efforts, trusting the one who knows how to go to heaven, who prepared the way. That's how it is. How can you be saved? Admit that you're lost. Cease your effort. Repent of your sin. Ask him to forgive you and to be your savior. That's how it is. Otherwise, you're going to stay in the hedgerow all, all the rest of your life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. A scholar in the 13, 1400 said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Without the way, there is no going. Without truth, there is no knowing. Without life, there is no living. I am the way which thou shouldest pursue, the truth which thou shouldest believe, and the life which thou shouldest hope for. He didn't say he's going to show us the way. He said he is the way. He didn't promise to teach us the truth. He is the truth. He didn't offer secrets of life. He said, he is life. He is life. 
One man said, I'm, the world says, I'm wandering about. I don't know where I'm going. Jesus said he is the way. The world says, I'm confused. I don't know what to think. Jesus said he is the truth. The world says, I'm dead inside and I don't know if I can go on. Jesus said he is the life. He's the answer. The poet said this, I am the way, lo, as one old voice is never ever speaking, yet all the day still earnest souls another way are seeking. Who save the Son, our condemnation in his body bearing, with us made one, our likeness in his Father's presence wearing? Oh, who save he could lead us safely through the night of sadness, with him to be through an eternity of rest and gladness? Lord, we have heard thou art the way and thyself confiding. We trust thy word. We trust ourselves in all things to thy guiding. And that is it. We have to lay aside this futile wandering through the maze of life and wondering how I'm going to earn my way and go there. I'm only not. You must wait for he who knows the way to come. So the person, the path, and the purity, the truth. First question we might ask, the world would ask, how can I be saved? Second, how can I be sure? I am the truth. He sums it all up in this absolute statement about himself. He is the truth. Buddha, no. The Greek philosophers, no. The Indian mystics, no. They've come and gone. The world had had 4,000 years to discover the limitations and bankruptcy of religion by the time Jesus is here giving his life for us. 4,000 years. We've had 2,000 more years that people are still gung-ho on trusting their own way. He spoke with authority. Listen to the, the Sermon on the Mount, the Olivet Discourse, his parables, his dealing with people. He's, he's in a class by himself. He was the truth. Dogmatic. I am the truth. Every religious dogma, even philosophical concept, every scientific theory, every political, economic, social, or psychological proposition that does not ultimately find its center in some and him is bound to end to prove itself wrong. Ontology trumps ideology every time. We've even started to have a kickback in the world against all the things we've had the last couple of years, few years, regarding changing of people's changing their identity, etc. We're finding out that actually it does affect children's bone density. We're finding out that that's some negative effects by doing all these things changing over. So we're, England has already stepped back from that. And said, you know, we're going to look at this closer before we continue to push this agenda. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I don't care how rich, successful. Was it the guy that uh, has two last names that had the FTX uh, cryptocurrency multi-billion dollar empire is now completely collapsed pretty much. The Carvana, you remember Carvana? Their stock was like 400 of three or $400 at one time. It's down to like 7 or $9 per share now because they've completely collapsed. If you're counting on the world to bring you peace and happiness and all, just lay it aside. We're going somewhere to someone who owns the cattle on all the hills, the wealth in every mine, and he has a plan for the ages for us. So whether you are the billionaire, billionaire of New York City who said, I'm not, I'm not even getting asked about heaven, I'm going right in because I've, I've done my share. No, Mr. Bloomberg, you're not unless you know Christ as Savior. The truth is always exclusive, always dogmatic, always intolerant of non-truth. 
Otherwise, it would not be truth. If I tell, tell you that two times two equals four, that's very narrow. It doesn't equal 4.3. It doesn't equal five. It doesn't equal 7.2. Two times two equals four. Truth cannot accept the kind of tolerance that says, well, two times two, I think, really equals 3.75. Oh, no, we can't accept that. Can you imagine the banks accepting the fact of a multiplicity of answers? Two times two equals four. Oh, no, I think today it's going to equal 25. I open my checkbook. They're hoping to do it. Not my checkbook, my, but my payroll this coming week or next week. Man, man, it's like, wow, that would, oh, yes, well, Mr. Wright, 5,700. Wow, that's a lot of money for Mr. He's not worth that, I know, but that's what he gets this week. Because we got a new way of multiplying money. Do you see how truth is dogmatic? It just has to be that way. No man, woman, child, boy, girl, person cometh unto the Father but by me. Period. End statement. If you're going to heaven, and by the way, there's but one heaven. It is God's. He sets the rules. It's through him. Question number one, how can I be saved? Number two, how can I be sure? Three, and that's the life, the power, the life in verse 6 as well. How can I be satisfied? The word is Z-O-E in, in Greek, the word life. It's all forms, all forms of life can refer to all forms of life, on down through life, from the simplest microorganism to the complexities of our lives. It's the opposite of death. It is resurrection and life, eternal life. Life is one of those words especially captivated by John. He used it some 56 times in his gospel, or the derivatives. First used by the Lord. Matthew seven fourteen. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads unto life. Life. And few there be that find it. I am the resurrection and the life. We can be satisfied with nothing less than life, full-orbed, vibrant, happy life down here, and then eternal life to come. Just talking with somebody yesterday, my wife and I, and they're talking about it's, it's people who do not have Christ in their lives. They can't understand the things of God, and they're missing something. I said, yes, there was an old a theologian from centuries ago who said there's, there's a void in the life of human beings until it's filled with Christ, with God. Solomon was struggled, as you know, it's amazing that Solomon, who had maybe the, the wisest man, perhaps the richest man, had more wives than anyone ever ever needed or concubines, and yet he he's looking for happiness. Didn't want to die. If you look, if you learn nothing else, things don't provide happiness. It is Christ. He and he wrote Ecclesiastes. He wrote, "He hath made everything beautiful in his time, the proper season. Also, he has set the world eternity in their heart." He was haunted by the thought of death. He wanted life to its full. I tell you, life to its full comes when we serve Christ, when you have a relationship with him. That's when life is its fullest. We have joy unspeakable and full of glory. And then this is the best is yet to come. Heaven. It's plain fact of history. True as degrees of truth are true that everything which ever came in the presence of Christ when he's upon earth lived. Think about it for just a moment. No corpse came under the influence of his touch that he didn't, re that he didn't raise. When a dead body came down the road, when the same room was filled with a dead child, when he stood at the mouth of a tomb, he raised the dead to life. When the woman who'd spent all she could do, I think it was 18 years she had been this disease, and she, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, and she snuck through the crowd and touched it, she was made whole. I tell you, he brings life. Now, by 
Consequence, those who reject him are going to see death. But he came to bring life. So the, the path, purity, power principle is number five. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. What a remarkable statement. All other religions are not true. They are about a false something whatever. Do you realize if you, you must deviate from God's word to have your own religion? You realize that? Because if you, try, if you believe all the Bible says, then you receive Christ as personal Savior. And you are promoting Christianity. But if you don't believe, then you can't, you see, you can't believe all that and then start your own religion. Joseph Smith, as much as he plagiarized from the Bible, he had, he had a lot of ideas that were his own. So when Mormonism comes about, it, it, oh, we're just another testament of Jesus Christ. No, you're not. You're not. If you truly believe what God said, you would be a child of his. You must believe something contrary to God's word to have a religion other than Christianity. This, by the way, is a very controversial thing. Again, the missionaries here a couple months ago said in India, you say that Jesus is one of the ways to heaven. They like that one. You say he's the only way. That's when the confrontation starts. We don't want to hear that Jesus is the only way to God because we've got three or four million other gods and we want to... No, there's but one. Matter of fact, I am the Lord thy God, which have, have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have what? No other gods before me. Does it mean like he's number one and he's got a two, three, four? No, no other gods before his face. That's what it means. By the way, if Jesus is not the only way to God, then he's not anyway. You realize that? If there are many roads to God, then Jesus is not one of them because he absolutely claimed that he's the only way. He's the only way, period. And there's no middle ground. Well, pastor, I believe, you know, I believe that he was a good person and taught good things and people liked him and all these things. And he did teach good things. And he, but he is God, not just a good teacher. If he's only a good teacher, you missed the boat. You're missing the boat. Well, I believe that, that people have said that he didn't say these things about himself and, and human beings have written those things in the scripture. You need to really start studying, sir, lady. But it's very clear. Well, but Christianity is so bigoted. Now, what does bigoted mean? It means unreasonably attached to a belief, opinion, or faction, especially members of particular groups. Certainly, there are some who claim to be Christians who are, in fact, bigoted. But biblical Christianity is the most... Oh, listen, most tolerant of other cultures. In other words, if I become a is Muslim today, I'm not going to. If I did, I would have to eventually go under Sharia law. Sharia law, how you want to pronounce it. They, they want their law to supersede. I tell you, I can go. We can have people go to the Philippines and have people go to Paraguay and Uruguay and, and other places and India, and they're sharing the gospel, and they don't have to become something. They can... Receive Christ and remain in their culture and share that gospel with people of other in their culture. Christianity does not expect you to give up everything in that regard of who your your background was and fall under this. We've got to become this. Even Mormon, if you're going to become Mormon, there's a lot of laws you've got to follow. If you're going to become Jehovah's Witnesses, you're going to, there's a lot of things you got to follow. You become a Christian, you follow Jesus and share that with others, right in your home, right in your work. Early criticism of Christianity was the observation that they would take anybody. 
a slave, rich, free, poor, man, woman, Greek, barbarian, if they accepted Christ based upon the principles of what the Bible taught and received Him as their Savior, you'll take anybody. Yes! 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 Repentance and faith. Will you repent and receive Him? You must receive Him for yourself. You must do that. I like what the commentator Bruce said, uh, F.F. Bruce, if this seems offensively exclusive, let it be borne in mind that the one who makes this claim is the incarnate word, the revealer of the Father. The Christian faith will receive anyone who comes through Jesus. Jesus said, through me. It is not through believing certain propositions regarding me or through some special kind of faith, but it is through me, faith in Jesus. I can have faith in this bench and I can pop myself down here. Wow, it holds me up. I had a legitimate faith. It's a good solid bench. I sat out before, as you well know. Then the very same illustration is it's who you have faith in. Do you have faith in the Christ of the gospel? Trust that you do. Pioneer missionary in Africa tells he was taking the gospel to a new tribe far in the north. And his bears, he arrived at this village in a point beyond which the bears would not carry him or take him to this new village. And the missionary appealed to the local chief and said, Was there someone in the village who would in fact be my guide to this distant northern tribe? I want to get there and share the gospel. And the chief summoned a very tall battle-scarred man carrying a large axe. The bargain was made. The next morning, the missionary set off through the bush, following his new guide. The way became increasingly tough, and the path almost disappeared. There was an occasional mark blazed on a tree here, there, a narrow path, etc., all the way following. Finally, the missionary said, let's stop, stop for just a minute. He said to the guide, are you sure you know the way? The man pulled himself up. If he had a jacket on, he probably buttoned it. He didn't. White man, he said, you see this axe in my hand? You see the scars on my body? With this axe, I blazed the trail to the tribal village to which we go now. I came from there. These scars I received when I made the way. You asked me if I know the way. Before I came, there was no way. I am the way. Before he came, there was no way. He's come. Now have you received him? That's the question you must answer. We all must answer. Let's pray together, please. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Dear Lord, we thank you this morning for the clarity of this text. You are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, there's no way any of us are coming to the Father but through you. If there be even one who's waffling on this truth from your God's word, may they get it settled today. Lord, if we need to be baptized, we want to join our church and saved and baptized by immersion. We just want you to come and pray. Lord, if you've spoken to our hearts, may, may we not harden so much to where we'll never come forward and, and pray at the altar. Lord, we need to be submissive to your will. If you've spoken to us, may we respond. In Jesus' name I pray these things. Amen.